Hello, Doug. Hello, Karen. I lost my it's breath. It's been though. ages. It's only been what? a week, hasn't it? It's been ages since we've done a Melrose place. It's been ages since we have visited the block. Too long. I, I almost long forgot. Enough. Well, yeah. That's basically how I felt watching the latest episode. Um, <laughs> I sort of forgot how to take notes, which sounds ridiculous, but it had been that many weeks that I was like, oh, wait. Oh, wait, this is how it works. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, I do this and I do it this way. Um, and then I was and then I remembered I just had to keep doing it. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> so I've got notes and, you know, Karen has seen this episode uh, a, a bit further back than yeah. I did. Um, but between I mean, please, between the two of us, you'll still probably correct more of my mistakes than than I'll fill in your gaps. Yeah, but you know what? In all honesty, does it really matter? If I mean, it matters it? not at all. Who's to say? Who's to know? Because I don't think our listeners have made it this far. Prove us wrong, listeners. Are you guys watching seven yeah, season like, seven I'm of the Melrose reruns? I'm kind of dying to know. Like, who has made it? Like, I feel like we need to give somebody a prize. Yeah, if you can prove, not prove. I mean, like, we'll believe you on our system, but. If you can tell us that you are listening to this and have been watching season seven of the Melrose reruns, we'll figure out a prize. Yeah, well, I feel I feel like the prize needs to come at the like you need to make it through. Like if if we're if oh we're going, oh oh oh, so not just that you're still watching, but like watch it all the way to the end. Yeah, like they need through like, they, the they series get, finale. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Fair. And okay, and you guys, maybe, like, keep yeah. up with us, and there will be a prize at the end. There is going to be a prize at the end. I don't know what the prize is going to be. We don't know what it is. You can but... even tell us if what you want it to be. I don't care. Just prove uh, that you no. do. <laughs> no. I mean, we're going to have to put us, like so a twenty-five dollar no. limit on it. I mean... <laughs> That's already high. <laughs> we'll send you some bazooka bubble gum. Oh yeah. It has nothing to do with Melrose Place, though, does it? Old school. I know. No, All I don't right. know if I've ever seen anyone chew gum on that show. Where Just are we? Scenery. Season seven. Ooh, season seven, episode two. Yeah. Okay. Is Again, it, it's it, a weird thing because it was really for season six, but officially now it's uh, season seven, episode two. And I watched it on Hulu, and I think they have it wrong because they have it a long way to tip a Roy, but it's long yeah. way to tip a Rory. Okay, that's what I thought because I have a Roy and I have question marks, and yeah, so it would have been. This is not about succession. Oh. This is about Rory, which is fabulous. Have you watched the the finale? I haven't watched it yet. We are all caught up. In fact, teaser: the plan is next week we will have special guest star Alyssa Mar on joining us, so we can all talk about the full third season of Succession. Woo! Okay. But now we're back on Melrose. Like, isn't it crazy? Like, I would rather talk about anything but Melrose Place at this point. Yeah, and I'm kind of glad to hear you say that because watching the episode, I was like, ugh, this sucks. Like, just just from scene to scene, I was like, this sucks. Sorry, guys. We'll still have an entertaining recap. But oh, um, you know what? New, new idea, new idea. Instead of mm-hmm. us giving our listeners the prize, they should give us the prize. <laughs> you know, that's what I thought you were going to say. And I was like, how silly. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> 
yeah. y'all owe us a prize if we make it to the end. Yeah, I can't think of anything more uh, incentivizing than saying, watch this season and give us a prize. And give us a prize for making it through. But let's do it anyway. <laughs> okay. All right, cold open. I guess, okay, yeah, when we left off last time which was actually weeks ago because we haven't recapped um, right we did leave we did leave off with 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 some cliffies going on yes yes two of our leading ladies lives were in danger yes lives were in the balance does anyone care um but so so the first one well the one that made the cold open was taylor taylor um piped she piped carbon monoxide into her car Right? Yeah, With which was like parked under a bridge or overpass or something. Yeah. It was parked under a pier. I don't know how oh, it was made the it pier. there. It was the pier. I guess it was Santa Monica Pier because Santa Monica Pier has that weird like It road does have the big that... pier where you can drive under for Yeah, you kind of yeah. drive underneath the pier to like park park your car by the beach. It's like a weird thing. And so I'm guessing that's probably where they got the car on the beach. I guess. Maybe. Yeah. But okay, so when we left her, um, she was uh, taking her own life. <laughs> yeah, trying to. Yes, because remember, she's, pre- she's pregnant and she's lost um, Kyle. And um, so she just thinks this is it. Yeah, this is it. And so in the cold open, my question is, is Taylor dead? And then I have no idea what happened. So, and for for a second, it was very fuzzy, and I didn't know if this was like a dream sequence or my Amazon Fire Stick or what. But Michael walks right up to Taylor's car, and he takes her out and puts her on the ground and starts giving her mouth to mouth, and he's saying all the things that she wants to hear about them, about this baby of theirs. Um, but it turns out to be a dream sequence, and she awakens on the ground, but it's no longer blurry, and it's not Michael who's there, but there's an EMT who has rescued her. And, and oh okay now i remember that okay yeah. yeah so okay cliffhanger one resolved okay then we go and i think this is still part of the cold open back to the dominican republic where kyle has shown up just as rory and amanda have been pronounced man and wife um and so kyle approaches them and basically like throws rory across the chapel he like throws him into a bunch of chairs uh but security comes in and and takes kyle away and then um rory's like all right let's get back to where we left off which is you may now kiss the bride so they kiss and he promises her that it is over i don't know if that's kyle coming to interrupt or all the things that are pissing her off or what but she looks nonplussed nonetheless as she's looked through this entire stupid relationship yes and this whole thing is stupid okay it is moving stupid. on yeah <laughs> oh god all right the next scene was billy and jen and uh he's fucking crying about his marriage he's, he's like, almost like catatonic Right, like his yeah. his way of portraying like depressed or like sad that another marriage is over is to like just barely emote, like to barely even open his mouth and speak. And he's kind of staring off into the distance, and he's got the pouty face on, and and really Alyssa Milano is doing all the work here. She's carrying I mean, the whole she, thing. Yeah, she's doing all the heavy lifting. <laughs> and I he's mean, just like Jennifer and Alyssa Milano both are. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the other thing is, too, I mean, in fairness, 
what does he have to work with? I mean, they are sort of, I'm getting whiplash with him. Like one minute he's in love with Jennifer and he really doesn't want to be married anymore. Cause, and then the next minute he's crying about his divorce. And then one minute he hates Sam. And then the next minute he's crying about his divorce. Like, it just is so, I don't know. Like they don't like, ugh. yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know, he could have reacted a different way, which is like more along like the, Oh, well, but I'm, glad I have you as opposed to just being completely like morose yeah um, like did he really want this marriage to I mean work? because it's not really? like his wife has left him and left him alone they've now both cheated and conveniently have new partners that they can just move on with so buck up Billy boy so you're exactly. not it's not so bad exactly and so um, but she, surprise what's that really? Sam was not Sam was surprised. Sam is much worse than whatever prize we expect you guys to give us if you keep up with us to the end and that even includes a piece of chewed bazooka bubblegum <laughs> that's true ew okay <laughs> was there anything else in that scene except that, no I think I that's mean, she just her saying that like everything's gonna work out and they hug I think was everything and he's that moaning yeah, yeah of course yeah. okay um, and then I think what we go back to the hospital where Michael's talking yeah. to Taylor, right? Mike, yeah, he comes to Taylor in the hospital. So she's like still got it in her head that he was the one who rescued her, and he's like, nope, nope, that wasn't me. That's just typical symptoms of carbon monoxide. Um, but he says he'll check her out in his name. Um, and after he leaves, she says to herself that like Michael is now her reason for living, which is like, <sighs> okay. You know, if they wanted to build some, like, Taylor moves on storyline and no longer obsesses over Peter or Kyle and latches on to Michael, I would have been happy if they did that at the beginning of season six, when she was already sleeping with him just to be knocked up. But now, now that it has happened sort of in reverse order, uh, I don't care. It feels, I mean, well, you know, big surprise. It feels like an afterthought. It it does, but here's the other thing. I feel like Michael and Taylor as a combo works really well on paper, and yet so far they're giving Michael nothing that looks appealing. So it's just yeah. so Taylor looks like double stupid. Yeah, I agree. I think on paper these two would be phenomenal together. But the way Taylor that essentially is the female Michael. Yeah, on the show. yeah. But the way that it's sort of evolving is a whole lot of ugh. It's a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, no, that's right. We have more nothing coming up. Oh good. Um So now we're at Lexi's company. Okay. Remind me. Is this a big surprise or did we get hints with this before? Because now I'm not remembering if that because I feel like I was surprised when this happened. Uh, it came. It came as a complete surprise to me. Okay, so this came out of nowhere. Okay, yeah. so we're at um, Lexi's place of business, which I guess is called Sterling and Conway. Is that correct? It's Sterling Conway, I think, is what it's called. Sterling yeah. Conway, right? The FBI is tearing the place apart. Yeah. What? Apparently, Dad wasn't so great after all, and he was embezzling all of this money through the company and did so on all these documents that he had gotten her to sign when he basically gave her the company to be CEO of. I mean, that's basically all the information they give us, but I think that is the situation. That is basically it. So first of all, shades of Amanda's shady dad, 
right? Mm-hmm. I said the same exact thing. I was like, oh, another bad dad. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I mean. Dad gone bad. Yeah. Dad gone bad. Like, and also there was, I mean, apart from him being douchey to Peter, there was absolutely no hint that this was going to happen. No, he was like an uppity, successful businessman. He wasn't, you know. He wasn't a crook. Uh, was right. Yeah, but here we are. He's, he wasn't. So... He wasn't like a Madoff or anything. Right. Well, apparently he was. And now and, he is. Yes. And I and think he's... this was a complete retcon. I don't think that was. Uh, I don't think that was part of the the bargain when he was actually on the canvas. Yeah, I I I kind of, I tend to agree, and as well. Although see, that would explain more about maybe why he had that sudden stroke. Oh, if he had maybe. some sort of monetary stress, but since they don't draw that line, I'm not going to draw it for them and give them credit. Under so much pressure. I mean, you know, we will get into it, I think, a little bit later with why they did this storyline, why they... Yes, what it leads to. What yeah. it leads to. But, you know, right now we just know Daddy embezzled money. And, and Lexi's in a lot of trouble. Lexi's in big trouble. And he basically left his daughter holding the bag. The daughter that he loved so much that he didn't want Peter in her life. Yeah. That where Peter was the worst thing that could happen to his daughter. That's the guy. That's the guy. Who has done this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, then we have we have a Melrose Place time warp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know where we are, um, but... Jen answers the phone. Jen's oh at Kyle's. Jen's at the upstairs. Jen's at, okay. Jen's at the bar and she's at the upstairs. And I'm like, wait, what happened to Billy? Like, I'm so confused with what, with how this happened. Um, and, and he's in jail. Well, this is what I think has happened. Yeah. I mean, so he's in jail because the security is apparently really on Rory's side in the DR. Um, I don't know if it's the time warp, but I think what has happened is, the this is the morning after Kyle and Alex, uh, tried to bust up the wedding, um, and earlier in the morning, which was a weekday, Billy was stopping by Kyle's to have coffee with Jennifer before going to work because Billy is currently staying with that coworker guy since he's not in the oh, apartment with Sam. That's right, guy. So I think a, that's what happened. Guy makes a, sort of makes an appearance by by reference. Yeah, by reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is really funny because when they actually said it about like how I don't know how long guys gonna let me or whatever whatever it was, um, I was like the guy or guy like what guy still guy. around? Guy is still around and I guess working at Amanda Woodward and um, is Billy's right hand guy. guy. Guy is, is the right hand guy. guy. Guy is the guy. Okay, because I don't know for some reason I felt time warpy when when this happened. Um, I mean. These kinds of things could just sort of happen whenever. Yeah. But anyway, and again, it was sort of like this weird, like, I just feel like they're putting Kyle and Jennifer together to info dump. Yeah. Right? But this one is a particularly dumb info dump because it doesn't really matter. Right. Like, we've already seen that Kyle tried to bust up the wedding. It didn't work. So and Jennifer doesn't have a stake in this other than like she's just giving Kyle helpful ideas, but she doesn't give him any help here. He just calls and says like you need to send over some money so I can get out of jail today. But we could have just as easily seen him just be released from jail that morning 
and be like, yep, my coworker Jennifer sent over the money I said we needed. So thanks for letting me go. Like something like that. Yeah, You could have just had that one scene. It doesn't give us information we don't know. It doesn't give Jennifer information she needs and couldn't get any other way. It doesn't doesn't matter. But it's funny is that she seems like unsurprised by all of the information he tells her he's you know he says like i got there and amanda was and rory was marrying amanda and she's like okay like i went to the coffee shop and they were out of cream like it's not like it's like a bummer but something that happens every day like that's the sort of thing yeah yeah Um, we haven't even really gotten into it but this rory storyline is completely bungled it is awful it is awful. And, you know, it's really funny that they, like, what they sometimes choose to show us when there have been other instances where they, where so much important shit happens off camera and, like, somebody comes yeah. on and they're like, yes, yeah. I just killed my husband. You know, and you're just yeah. like, could you have showed us that? But this is sort of what they choose to to show us, this non-scene of Kyle being like, I need money, bail me out. Yeah, exactly. And we'll get to some of that, I think. Um, and then, and then we uh, go over to the um, the desert, the the Dominican Republic, and yeah. they're on this sort of deserted island, right? Yeah, they have yeah they have like the furthest out cabin that Rory could get because he paid off uh, the guy played by actor Ian Gomez um, to tell him like where can I go where we can be completely secluded, and so he and Amanda like kayaked to this resort. Um, he's like, yeah, it's the outermost island and it rents for nothing. And she's like surprised and disappointed because I guess she thought they'd have someplace nice to stay out there on their honeymoon. And this looks like really shitty. Um, so she's like, I'll stay here one night and then we are out of here. (laughs) But she's like, you know, Amanda's such a grouch in these episodes that it's like her disappointment here and her ennui there and like her negativity everywhere. I'll just sort of reads the same yeah i i completely agree with that it's like she is just miserable she is just yeah. absolutely miserable. Now, now she's just working at being miserable yeah exactly um did you think that was oh, i haven't in my notes here oh my god such a green screen no i didn't think it was you it looked it like was? no i actually thought it was a loca- like a real location i didn't think they went maybe to the dr they probably just went to like Manhattan Beach or like something to to film, but it didn't call out to me as green screen. Oh, okay. Because I was looking at, it, I was like, oh my god, that looks like such a green screen. But to me, it looked like a green screen. But whatever. Um, and again, nothing really happened except that we see them go on the island, and it's right. And okay, it's so we yeah, point. we know they're there. We know that he has nefarious plans. So okay, they and we know that Kyle doesn't know where they are right now. So that's okay, fine. They've set they've set the stage for that. Okay. So having set all that up, something really great, something really juicy should be happening in the next couple of scenes. Well guys, just 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 stay tuned on that. <laughs> <laughs> Big prize. Big prize. <laughs> so okay, one of the things that's going on in this episode is we're not getting a lot of all of our ensemble. They're, they've front-loaded a lot, and then they've just saved some for the end of the episode and given them short shrift. So this is now the first time we are seeing Peter in the episode, yeah. who is picked up from where he had been like after he was like on that like camping trip that, that Michael found him. He's like come to this realization with the help of Dr. Visconti about how he still loves Amanda. 
And then the doctor is like, okay, but doesn't that create a new problem? Like, okay, you know you want Amanda, but you're with someone and she's with someone. Literally, just married someone. Um, and Peter is like, can't moving on mean moving back? Um, and then Peter goes home to Lexi, who, as you remember, is already having a very bad day. A no good, terrible, horrible, very, very, very bad day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So she he comes home and she's upset for reasons that he doesn't know. She's drinking a martini in the dark on the couch. Um and he's like she or she's like I have something terrible to tell you and he's like and there's something I have to tell you. And she's like you go first because my problem is much worse. <laughs> Bad idea, Lexi. <laughs> and he's like he's like I've realized there's a hole in my life and I'm still in love with Amanda. And, like, I just love watching Jamie Lunar watch him, like, get through these lines. It's actually, like, good on her. Like, she's just so full of, like, fuck you. I can't believe this is happening to me and you're saying all this um, and taking it in. It's great. It is Um, uh, And then, like, she kicks him out and tells him that, you know, she's either going to, like, stab him or break his arm if he doesn't get out right then and 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 he goes and after she leaves after he leaves she just sort of like collapses to the floor and i was like all right if this was if this was a daytime soap this is your daytime emmy submission yes yes actually in my notes great performance jamie (laughs) so we agree (laughs) we absolutely agree but i do want to sort of throw this in here right with peter and the shrink and his whole come to jesus (laughs) moment like at this point, the writers are are being really lazy, or maybe they just ran out of ideas. Like I kind of felt like Peter coming to this realization that he loved Amanda in the therapist's office. Like I feel like we we've missed out on a lot of really great soapy moments that could have happened if he had just pursued the if if they had pursued this storyline in a very different way instead of like it just feels it just doesn't work no and not only i think do we miss out on soapy moments i think we miss out on fun old school yeah sydney type like sydney kimberly type moments of like peter in therapy of like peter revisiting like his past mistakes and like having them thrown back in his face Right. Stuff like that. Right. Right. And instead, all is he's just like, I mean, he's basically talking at the therapist and, you know, and, and, and coming to these realizations. And it's just like, oh, I'm in love with Amanda. I will go to her. You know, I'm going to leave Jamie Lunar and I'm going. And, like, and, like, you know? and like the thing is, there have been moments strung along the last season, season yes. and a half, where we're right. like, they've like hit you over the head with the fact like does peter still love amanda what's going on with peter and amanda peter still cares for amanda that sort of thing and i don't think they were building up to where we are now i so i think to your point about the laziness the writer fiat um where it's like well you know it was inevitable that we were going to put peter and amanda back together so let's try and kick it into high gear now Hmm. also this will kickstart a different side of Lexi that we get for the rest of the series. Um, so I'm curious what you think about Jamie Lunar moving forward. Spiteful and angry? Yeah. 
to say okay. the least. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going back to the to, to the DR on yeah. the deserted island. And yeah. So now it's night where they are, right? I think. I think I don't remember. All I know is in my notes is like it says, "Why did Amanda marry Rory? She is." It, on none of it him. makes sense. Yeah. She is on to him. See, that's that. That was the thing. As I'm watching this, it is so clear to me, or I don't know. To me, it looks like. Amanda has like the jig is up like she knows his game and she is just like and I'm like why did you marry him but I don't think she does but it's just the way that it was played it made it seem like she knew but based on what happens next and the fact that she seems surprised by it I just don't think she does right well basically which is um I don't how did they even get to that point where he where he like nails it like what he wants from her um they're having champagne and she's like still being a sourpuss and she says that she feels like he has an ulterior motive i don't remember what he says right before that and he's like look look i'm a smart guy give me a piece of your agency I'm, i'm i'll be able to be helpful and she's like no what are you kidding me of course not and he's pissed and then she like turns off her smart, like she takes off her smart hat that she just put on when she was telling him no, and she like goes to shower, and then he pours some sort of powder into her champagne. Yeah, yeah. So like very mustache twirling again. Yeah, yeah. So he's in case you didn't know, he's a bad man. Yeah, and like it's not really clear how he's gonna get everything he wants and get away with it but doesn't seem to matter and then it goes from bad to worse because we get sam for the first time this episode (laughs) (laughs) yikes all right so she goes into billy's office at work and she's like we need to talk and and i think we should get divorced and he says i've already called an attorney and uh it's gonna take six months and then they kind of talk about who's going to live where. Um, and he's like, look, you can have the apartment. I um, It hasn't brought me any. Or she's like, well, you've had it for years. And he says, yeah, and it hasn't brought me any luck. Um, and he's just so like, glum. Like, he can't even open his mouth. He's just acting so glum and, and wounded. He has this, like, shell-shocked look on his face. Oh, and that's, gosh. I think yeah. that's all. Yeah, that was pretty much it. It was just sad sack, Billy. Yeah, it's like, all right, this is, uh, we're, we're picking up the pieces of this dumbass storyline. Um, and now we're back at Lexi's, and Peter's knocking on her door the next day. Um, and she lets him in, and she's like, your stuff is still in the bedroom. I started packing it, and I was like, screw that. You can come and pack your own stuff and leave. Um, and he has read about what's going on at her company Uh, again in a pre-digital area era uh before the internet he didn't have any way of knowing that because he was at work all day um and she didn't tell him because he was too busy like dropping the bomb about loving amanda so he didn't see until he read the newspaper the next day that all this shit is happening at sterling conway um 
and he's like, well, maybe I can help. And she's go, and she says like, oh yeah, because you have the five million dollars I need. And he's like, I know where you can get ten million dollars. And this is where he tells her about that codicil and her dad's will that had sort of lain dormant storyline wise in the right. season. Um, and so this is where you were saying like, you where you think the story was going with the whole thing with like the retcon about the dad and Beslin because yeah. it calls yeah. back in the codicil. Yeah, but and, but I was like, okay, so out. if the dad had no money and he was embezzling, is the money in this codicil real? And then Lexi questions it too. <laughs> and apparently the deal is, I guess we're supposed to believe, yeah, he didn't have any money and was like pilfering all around the, all around the company, but the money that he did keep aside for his daughter to remarry Coop is real and is really there. Okay. So... Okay, I don't really know how that works. I don't think it does, but okay. Um, and then she's basically like, I appreciate you telling me that, Peter. I still despise you, but I despise you a little bit less, which is, you know, healthy. I mean, that's like that's like the most like straight on conversation anyone has had in like months on this show. Um, so, okay, Kyle has been released and is like asking around the resort for Amanda and Rory um and someone's like no they've checked out so he thinks they've gone back to LA but they say that he's missed the one flight from Dominican Republic to LA for the day so he's around uh meanwhile this same new day Amanda has started feeling really sick because of the poison um and Rory keeps lacing whatever she's drinking. So now he's made her tea, and we see him pour more poison in the tea. You know, she's complaining about fever and chills, and, and he gives her the tea. So he's still acting as, you know, like her nice husband figure right but now. But he's still twirling his mustache behind But him. we know, yeah. Yes, he's know. getting her closer and closer to death, right? Yeah. Um, and then we see Coop for the first time. Uh, she approaches him and mentions this potential marriage and the codicil, and he wants nothing of it. He's just being upstanding and, and loyal to Megan, who also we have not seen yet. Um, and she's like, just do it. Just marry me. We'll live in the house together and figure it all out. Doesn't have to be about love. But he doesn't want any of that dirty money. And then we see... we're it burns Mancini and Michael walks in to see Peter having read Taylor's pregnancy results or, or so he the paternity results. Right. Um, so now Peter knows Michael's secret. Michael's the baby daddy. Um, and Peter's like, the old me would have resorted to blackmail, but I'm not going to do that now. And he just tells Michael like to be honest and to tell Taylor the truth. So now Peter, I'm guessing they're now rebuilding Peter up as the good guy. Yeah, I think he's going to go back to being our hero. Okay, so because he was when when all that shit hit the fan with Taylor, he really became very dark, very dark, and he was no longer our hero. Yeah, the show forgives Peter at every turn for all of his past sins. Okay, so we're back to Peter is a saint time. Okay, got it. Saint Peter. Yeah. Saint Peter. Uh, saint Peter's in Basilica. <laughs> that makes me Ooh, laugh. Um, nice one. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now we're back again to Amanda, who's gotten even worse because it's night again. It's like 24 hours since he's started poisoning her. And now, with no segue, Rory has dropped the act and admits to having poisoned her. 
um, and like does that the thing where the villain admits everything. He's like, "Yep." And the the strain that I gave you, the autopsy will just confirm that you caught a deadly jungle virus, um, and they'll know nothing of it. And she's like, "Fine, I'll give you everything you want, and I won't tell anyone. Just just help me." Yeah. Or she's like, "Just get me to the boat or whatever." And he's already like deflated that whole kayak, so that's not even an option. And he's like, no, that won't happen. Um, he sort of prances away. Oh, I'm sorry. It's after that that he punctures the the kayak rowboat thing. Um, yeah, it's an so inflatable. Amanda, it's Amanda not a kayak, is it's left. An inflatable. It's an inflatable. But like, yeah. they were in that for a long time rowing to get all the way out there, right? Were they rowing or was there a motor on it? Was there a motor on it? That would make more sense, but it looks so small to me. I couldn't believe they could power that for that long it was just like a zodiac like you just it that would be like on a larger ship to get to land but they were in the water for a while to get that far right i mean i don't know that we didn't see that we, <laughs> i mean that presumably because they say like it's completely no, remote and it's the furthest know. island out so i don't know but i i, you, I defer to you because you know more about um these water vehicles so yeah, yeah. either way he destroys the but whatever the he inflatable. punctures it he punctures it they're not getting off that island yeah. Um, and then I think it's the next day, but maybe it's just later this day. Kyle um, talks to that guy played by Ian Gomez to tell him where they are. Um, and he pays him more than whatever uh, Rory had paid him off. Um, and so he's like on his way to try and find them. Yeah. So and... now Kyle knows where they where they are and he he rents a boat. He goes to rent a boat. Yeah. Um, and then we go back to Michael, who calls Taylor, and real quickly says that he's the father. Um, but she's excited to hear this. She even claps. It's what she wants, because now she's obsessed with him. And, and that was basically it, right? I mean, that's it. I mean, that's yeah. it. <laughs> and then we're back at the cabin. Kyle shows up, and Rory is playing dumb. And then Kyle walks in and sees Amanda, who is weak, 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 weak. Um but is able to indicate that Rory is behind them. And then Kyle fights with Rory and goes back and forth a bit. And, um, and Rory lands on the, his, the knife he was holding. Yeah. I was like, and LOL, Rory. Rory stabs himself with the knife. That's it. This yeah. whole buildup of this major threat to Kyle and Amanda's happiness and Amanda's life. And all of a sudden Rory's gone. Yeah. Right. Also, also, if you have a title knife. named after the song and it's like a long way to tip a Rory, like, I thought it was going to be like, uh, he's dangling from a cliff and falls or something. Something like that. No, yeah. he lands on his knife and is dead. The threat is yeah. over. Yeah. 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 Um, and so then we're back on land. Michael comes home. And Taylor's there. And she's made this nice, really nice looking dinner for him. Um, and, you know, she's really trying to build up him being present for this kid. She's like, this is your big shot at immortality. Um, and she's like, I have another bombshell. I got my amnio results and it's a boy. Um, and he's just kind of like taking it all in. Yeah. Um, one thing we've never talked about, Michael's new interior. Oh, you know, I don't even know if I noticed that. Really? He has, the beach house has gotten a facelift. For the worse? No, I mean it's way okay. more. It's it's way more going into like the late nineties instead of hovering at that sort of late eighties, early early nineties decor. I think I prefer the there. late eighties decor. 
Yeah, this is a little bit more modern and sleek. Did they do that, like, since that one stripper stole everything from his house? Is that when they... I don't know when they did that. I redid it? I almost, I almost feel like they are... Were they trying to, like, keep up with sex in the city? Like, I don't know. It's just, like, a mm. whole new Well, this would have been for... before that, technically. Oh, would it have? Oh, right. This, these episodes are probably shot before the first season ever aired. Oh, okay. All right. But... You know, whatever interior, you know, whatever set designer could have still been tapping into those those same trends. Right, right. But anyway. no, I hadn't really paid attention. I probably may have noticed that it looked different, but I didn't uh, think twice about it. Yeah, very sleek. Well, something has to be. Because <laughs> it ain't the writing. Oh, um. Boy, no kidding. <laughs> um, so now we're at Kyle's, where Sam and Jeff are out to dinner. And she's telling him about the divorce. Uh, so if you live in L.A. and you're having dinner with the guy you cuckolded your husband with, maybe one place I wouldn't go to is the place where he always goes and his new girlfriend, the one he cuckolded you with, is there. So surprise she and, and Jeff are talking and she says like, but she has no intention of getting married again right away. And, you know, like he looks kind of disappointed, but also he's just like annoyed. He's like, well, I didn't say anything. Um, which is one of those things where it's like, you're throwing this at us, but who cares? It doesn't right. really matter. And that's when Billy shows up because they're at Kyle's. Um, and it's awkward for a moment. And then we just move on. And he talks to Jennifer for a bit and then they go on the dance floor and they're dancing and she's like singing along with that night's guest. And it really seems like she has brought Billy back to life. You know, like he's animated, he's smiling, he looks smitten. It's uh, the flip yeah. of what we've had from him in those scenes with Sam. Yes. Which is nice. And that, I guess the first scene we had with, with Jennifer too. So there's that. And I don't know if there's anything else to get from that scene. No, probably not. Um, again, we're only just past like the midpoint of the episode, but Rory is dead. Like that should have been a cliffhanger. That should have been like Kyle comes to the cabin and finds Amanda sick and finds Rory to be a not good guy right behind him. That shouldn't just be like, we're halfway done with like more stuff to come, but here we are. They're at whatever jail um, in the DR. And the detective tells Kyle that Amanda and her, toxicology report confirmed his story and there will be no charges and they are free to go so you're like okay good problem solved so kyle goes in to talk to amanda oh, and she's at a like because she, she's it's like she's up late so, up the, doc, so the cop was with him i think it was, was talking like, to him at the hospital at the hospital that, yeah, okay right? that makes sense yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah um and amanda's like divorced married widowed in 48 hours it's like, wah, wah. Yeah. But Kyle's like, I have more to tell you. And like, he doesn't explain the Christine thing and how there was a fake Christine who died really well. Like, he kind of buries the lead that it was indeed a different person. But he does get to the point where it's like, this woman didn't commit suicide. It was an accident. <laughs> kind of still buries the lead about Nick and Taylor doctoring a suicide note to make it look like Amanda was to blame. But Amanda is like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Don't you see? People die when they're around us. I just want to be alone. Which is, okay, but like, here's the thing. Because you're like, okay, 
if this was a daytime show and you had like to drag a storyline out for a year, okay, fine. This is your new obstacle. But then we come back from the commercial break and Amanda is a all better. It was like a nice <laughs> ponytail and everything or her hair's up and be on her way to the airport and like, fine. And so, okay. Like we'll get to, we'll get to another scene, but first we have Taylor who is talking to Michael Samorin. She's saying how much she loves the house. And he says she can stay until the baby comes, but he will only support and he'll support the child, but only financially. Yeah. He does. Which is like a real bummer. Yeah. I think she'll change his mind. Yeah. I think she should. So Amanda is going on her own to the airport and the driver doesn't take her to the airport, but he takes her to that same spot uh, where she and Kyle were last year. And he's like, put a fire together and she comes to him and she's already in a better mood. You know, like she keeps giving him reasons why he shouldn't want her back. She's like, I was mean to you. I cheated on you. I did this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, absolved, absolved, absolved. Um, and she's just like back to being happy and in love with Kyle again. She's like, I could spend the rest of my life here. Well, she won't. And, no. um, <laughs> and they're back together. Just she's like she's going to come back to Melrose, but they're back together. So it was like uh, just too many red herrings but yeah. that, that were not interesting. Well, you know, and I, I mean, obviously when she gets back to Los Angeles, Peter is going to be the cog in the wheel, right? Like he is going to be now the new obstacle that they're mm-hmm. going to have to overcome. Mm-hmm. So why did they even do that? You know, that thing in the hospital where she's just like, no, people die around us only yeah. to turn around in the very next scene. And she's like, okay, we're back. To exactly. Peter. Exactly. They, they should have just had him come to her in the hospital and he tells her the truth finally. And that's the thing that gets through to her that it wasn't about her in the first place. Right. Um, so there we are with them. We just have, I guess we have two connected scenes. Um, we're at the upstairs and we see for the first and last time, Megan, Megan. who's a waitress there. Uh, Lexi comes in and she's already drunk from God knows where. Um, and Megan hadn't known yet about this codicil. Coop hadn't told her because Coop's not interested. But drunk Lexi does tell Megan um, and the thing is like a real non-starter. And then Coop comes in and he's still like, no, I'm not going to do this. I love Megan. Um, and, you know, the background is she has to go turn herself in because the cops are going to arrest her for her father's sins because it's her name's on the docks and she's alive. Uh, and the CEO of this company. I'm not really sure how Coop got away with not having his signature on any of these things if they were co-CEOs in this weird arrangement. but don't know um so she tells him off and she leaves to go turn herself in and she spits at his feet as she goes uh which i feel like i haven't seen anyone do something like that in the show in a long time uh and coop just sort of like looks at megan and that's the last thing i have for them and then i have lexi shows up at work um and they have to handcuff her and we get a long take of her just looking out the the office window as they read her her rights and then we have this terrible sound of a jail door slamming as we fade to black and end the episode so 
I think Jamie Lunar, you get an A, and the note that I wrote down at the end here is this episode gets an F. <laughs> <laughs> that may sound harsh because Alyssa, who's watching these for the first time, thought it was like mildly entertaining and and you know amusing. Like I don't think she thinks any of these storylines are great, but she's not revolted by them. Um, and I just think like they're so lazy and discordant and like ineffectual. I'm I, I cannot be won over. Yeah, spectacularly pointless really uh so that's where we are yeah and we got what 30 more to go Woohoo! <laughs> probably just about yeah there's a prize at the end yeah you guys keep up with us there's a prize oh uh, so we're gonna go over to hollywood boulevard yes we- we're gonna talk about some nowish things nowish things that i don't know I don't think they're as bad as what we've just... They can't be as bad as what we've just seen. No, they're not. And I'm not just saying that because I want you guys to follow us over. They're not. <laughs> in, okay. fact, and in fact, if this sweetens the pot, I have a Melrose Place connection about something I'll be talking about on the other one. That's Ooh. it. That's the teaser. You've got you've to listen to both. Ooh, Interesting. All right, so um, that is, uh, I guess, our Cliffy. Yes, um, prove to us that you're keeping up and seeing the show through like we are, um, and you can do that on our Facebook page, um, Back on the Block Pod. Yeah. All right, and we'll see you over on Hollywood Boulevard. That's right, you guys. Take care. We love you. Bye. <laughs>